I'm Bill Hemmer. I'm Dana Perino. I'm Chris Wallace, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, June 1st, 2020. I'm Trey Inkst. As protests erupt across the United States, police must worry about the spread of COVID-19 among their officers. If you don't have to actually go with put hands in contact, minimize it. I mean, the, the small things that we would normally enforce, kind of let those go by the, by the waist right now and only kind of engage when it's something serious or a higher priority. So they're trying to minimize contact between law enforcement and the public. This is the Fox News Rundown, global pandemic. At least 140 U.S. cities have seen demonstrations following the death of George Floyd by a Minneapolis police officer. Thousands are in the streets to protest and in some cases to riot. But the issue of spreading coronavirus seems to be forgotten as the global pandemic continues. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak and hear from former police officer Joe Estead. Starting first in Brazil, where more than half a million people have been infected with coronavirus. The country hit a daily record with more than 33,000 cases yesterday alone. The White House announced over the weekend it sent 2 million doses of hydroxychloroquine to Brazil, despite evidence suggesting it's not an effective treatment against COVID-19. Now to Russia, that has started to ease some lockdown restrictions after seeing more than 400,000 confirmed cases. Officials stressed individual regions will have different policies as life starts to return to normal and that the changes will not happen overnight. Russia will start administering a new Japanese antiviral drug next week for coronavirus patients that is being touted as a game changer. Finally, in the United States, more than 106,000 people have died of coronavirus, as America has more than 1.8 million total infected people. Despite the ongoing spread, protests have taken place over the past week following the death of George Floyd. Health officials expressed concern over the weekend that these large gatherings could lead to a wave of new infections. Tensions remain high between police and the demonstrators, who are largely not social distancing or following other coronavirus guidelines. So what does policing look like during a global pandemic? I mean, I know police officers are concerned. You had officers at large uh, numbers uh, pass from the coronavirus before the protest started. So I'm 100 percent sure that they are they're concerned about it. This is former police officer Joe Stead. I mean, anytime you have to actually uh, put hands on somebody, I mean, you have a concern. I mean, this is not the first time that, you know, we've had to be careful when it comes down to you know, uh, con- con- contracting some type of uh, illness, uh, hepatitis, AIDS. I mean, these are things that, you know, we've always uh, were concerned about. So this is nothing, no, it's just, it's just a different type of uh, illness that we have to deal with. And when it comes to the protective gear and these sorts of things that officers can use in the field, what are officers using this week as they are trying to stay safe specifically from disease? I mean, are there face masks and, and shields that most officers are going to be required to wear by their department? Yeah, face masks and shields, gloves, uh, make sure you got sanitizers. Um, and because this particular, the, I guess, illness, um, it's pretty contagious. You know, you, you're getting, uh, the guys in the field are getting messages uh, or being instructed as far as not to really do, you know, when we start talking, use, use, a pretty, use pretty good judgment. If you don't have to actually go and put hands in contact, minimize it. I mean, the, the small things that we would normally enforce 
kind of let those go by the, by the waist right now and only kind of engage when it's something serious or a higher priority. So they're trying to minimize contact between law enforcement and the public. That makes a lot of sense. When it comes yeah. to the mentality of, of protesters, it seems as if a lot of people are not concerned about the possibility of getting coronavirus just based on the fact that we aren't seeing social distancing in these types of things. And obviously there's a lot of emotions. Many people are, are frustrated and they're upset. Um, but talk to me about just crowd mentality and what you saw as an officer in terms of what people are uh, willing to do and, and maybe what's going through the minds of these people who are going out and taking the risk of getting sick amid this pandemic. Well, I guess you see the the protesters, you have two elements of individuals in the protest. You have the peaceful protests, and most of them are wearing gloves. Most of them are being respectful. Most of them are wearing masks. Um, and then you have the individuals that take advantage of any situation and loot, uh, riot, break into, in the, break into business. They're also wearing protective gloves and masks because they want to disguise themselves within a peaceful protest. I work protests and I participated in protests. So you got two different elements and now that everybody's wearing masks, it's even harder for law enforcement to kind of zero in on who's actually out there for the right cause and who's trying to take advantage of the situation. Makes sense. And I, and I think that that's this ongoing conversation as uh, law enforcement officials are trying to keep peace in different cities across the country. And we've seen some actually beautiful displays of not only community policing, but also officers and community members interacting. Uh, there was one instance where you saw a group of protesters protecting an officer who had been separated, and another instance where you, you saw one of the protesters and officers hugging, uh, just trying to separate uh, the, the good people from the bad people in terms of looters and rioters and then those who are trying to just go out and exercise their First Amendment rights. As a former police officer, what concerns you the most amid this pandemic that's going on and then also amid these protests about the thin blue line that exists across the U.S.? You know, when we started talking about the image on how the public has viewed law enforcement, for a long time we've had a huge divide. So what really concerns me now is the, the deeper the divide is because of what's going on. Just like we have these, these, a lot of protesting going on, we have a large amount of good protesting, but it gets overshadowed by the bad apples, the ones that go in with bad intentions and they actually start looting. It's the same exact thing when you start talking about how uh, society, we in law enforcement, police the community. We do have bad apples in law enforcement. And because we have this officer and several officers in the past have committed some, you know, violations of, of displaying bad policing, the whole law enforcement family gets blamed and people lash out against everybody else. We have way more good cops than we have bad. But the problem is the system has never held the bad cops account. Not, not all of them, but a lot of them. We do have some accountability for some bad policing, but for the most part, the high-profile cases, you know, Officer Pantaleo when it was Eric Gardner, Officer Lowman, uh, Timothy, uh, Tamir Rice, 
Officer Salamone, um, Alton Sterling, where it was just a display of officers violating policy, um, uh, not following training, and we all get labeled because these guys don't want to police correctly. And that just hurts the divide in the relationship between law enforcement and the public. So it just deepens it. As every time we try to work on trying to bridge that gap, something like this just sets us two steps back. You've been listening to former police officer Joe Stead. We'll be right back. Talk to me about the relationship that most officers, in your view, have with community members. I think that especially when we're talking about the safety of, of protesters. And oftentimes we're talking about crowd control methods and these sorts of things. But amid this unique time where the safety of protesters means ensuring that there's hand sanitizer and face masks and these sorts of things during the coronavirus outbreak. How do most officers feel about these demonstrators and do they want to keep them safe? I think that's a, a question that some demonstrators uh, are raising. They're saying that the police force doesn't care about them and these sorts of things. In your experience as an officer, what was that like? Yeah, I mean, once, once the officer understands the mindset, he has a, a great understanding that if the protester or the people are solely basing their viewpoint on actual bad policing, they're going to have a negative viewpoint of you. So you have to, as officers, live above standard. We have to have a bigger understanding. We have to have restraint that most people don't have because we deal with the public. So me as a police officer, I used to work the inner city, uh, the poor community. I knew coming from the poor community that the poor community doesn't look at police officers in a, a positive manner because of these incidents. The majority of these uh, high-profile incidents where we have police brutality it happens more in the poor community. So I knew that I had to have more restraint, more patience, and more understanding. And I had to explain my, to my community that you have to judge uh, the police as individuals and not base us on the bad apples that we've had. So, you know, I just took those extra steps trying to bridge that gap, trying to build that relationship. So, you know, as an officer, if you don't have that understanding, the job is going to be very frustrating to you. But most of the guys I talk to that comes from the community kind of understands that. And finally, what would your message be for police officers and protesters alike who are out on the streets participating in different ways, some doing their jobs, others exercising their First Amendment rights? What would your message be for them during this coronavirus outbreak due to the fact that they are risking the spread and transmission of this disease? My message is to be continually continue with your peaceful protest. Make sure you protect yourself when it comes down to your mask, gloves. Uh, I know it's kind of hard with social distancing, but stay away from each other. Try to use some distance and just protect your neighborhood because you have a lot of people coming from other neighborhoods to show your neighborhoods. When this is all said and done, you have to be here. You're going to have to come back to the same stores. Most of these protesters, and I have a lot of friends and family still on a job today, they're noticing that a lot of the, the looting is coming from people that's not even from the same neighborhood. So, you know, make sure you protect your neighborhood. Um, the, I've seen a crowd gather around law enforcement 
where uh, another group of individuals were getting, uh, I guess, hostile. And that's what you want to see. You want to see the community protecting their law enforcement from outside negative people that's trying to capitalize on a, uh, a peaceful protest. And for the officers, you have to have, during this type of event, your restraint and your level of understanding has to be greater than it normally than the normal because of the emotions that's playing out because of the incident. I would say to the officers, be safe, only engage when you really, really have to. Leave the minor, leave the minor violations alone and only intervene when it's something that you really need to actually intervene in. Makes sense. Really appreciate your insight on this. Former police officer Joe Estead from Atlanta, thank you, sir, for your time. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com.